I'm honestly a little surprised at you for one of the stories that you sent me this morning. Do tell, Alice. Um, that you would send me the article that says that it's National S'mores Day this week. Uh, you don't uh, strike me as somebody who loves s'mores. I just uh, have Alice, to say. It, it came from a place of anger. I assure you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bl- giving my blessing to National S'mores Week whatsoever. A s'more? Do you want me to? Shall I? You live in a house, by the way, with at least four people who will be very excited to find out that the week that we're on vacation features National S'mores Day. Because we have the capabilities to make s'mores where we will be this week. So I, until I met you, until we had kids, I had never had a s'more. I had heard about them. <laughs> like uh, a legendary beast. I had heard about them, yeah, like in elementary school and people saying that, oh, it's great, it's... Graham cracker, chocolate, and marshmallow. Yeah, and it's delicious camping food. But we had never done that, and I'd been camping as a kid, like here at... It was just nothing that was culturally where we are. But it is, a s'more is absolute rubbish. I can understand perhaps if there were cannabis involved uh, beforehand that perhaps a s'more might What seem- part of a s'more do you object to? Everything in it is great. No, the marshmallow. The marshmallow well, is toasted- like tile grout. Why am I eating? The marshmallow is ridiculous. But roasted marshmallow is different from a regular marshmallow. It's an adhesive. I don't want to eat an adhesive. First no, of all, it's caramel. It, you, you have to take a a use a, a power washer to get it off of your hands and your mouth afterwards. First of all, it's not worth the it's not worth the, the juice is not worth the squeeze, Alice. When it comes to s'mores, it's just not worth it. It makes everybody else so happy, though, because they get to play with fire. That's why they're so happy. But roasted marshmallows are great. I grew up having roasted marshmallows. They the, the biggest. Chocolate, they're not great. Delicious. It's great when you're a kid because you can play with fire. That, but there's not. It's not great. Alice, would you go to a restaurant and for dessert order the roasted marshmallow? <laughs> no. Well, anything. It's where great you're toasting if you're outside sugar. with sticks. And a fire. It's great. If you're relegated I mean, to living is, the life of a caveman outside in the summertime there, with nothing else, fine. It's great. There is a long tradition of desserts that feature things uh, being toasted with fire. They make the little kitchen... What's it called? Wait. The, the little gun that you can shoot fire at your desserts to flambe them. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm familiar with the guys with the blowtorches. The yeah, the chef, little kitchen blowtorch thing. The, which is also extremely gimmicky. Just leave the blowtorch away. Stop it. Uh, it's, I, don't, I don't abide by the blowtorch culture with food. Anytime you have to use an implement that's cute or gadgety, like, wow, that's so out of the box that he's blowtorching my tiramisu, there is something up. It's very gimmicky. I've got no time for, no time for it whatsoever. Um, but so, you know what? Because I've been in meetings before, Alice, in my long, illustrious professional career, um, I'm not going to just criticize your s'more. I'm going to offer an alternative. Okay. And my alternative to the s'more outside is, and this may be considered cheating, maybe not, uh, is I'm going to suggest the ice cream sandwich. Easier to eat. It comes with breaded handles right there. You can manipulate the ice cream any way you want to. You can kind of squeeze it. It's um, it's pliable. 
It's delicious. Uh, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. Yes, that's exactly right. But it's a better, more appropriate animal for the summer. Why are you dealing outside with this um, ectoplasm on your hands for the summer? Especially if you don't have a place to wash it off. It's ridiculous. You gotta go. With, I would go with some kind of ice cream product. I understand there's a melting situation with the s'mores are literally bursting into flames, so it's a little <laughs> bit different. But can we? Can't we? As a country move to at least swap out the marshmallow can't something else go in there no because you have to toast it in your campfire i think there's got to be better and i would like submissions uh, from you guys listening as well there's got to be a better option at the campfire for toasting that thing. Well, if you can toast it, then you can also use cookie dough and toast that. How about that? Wrap cookie dough around a stick and just eat that. Delicious. Delicious. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Um, but I did see an article um, about TikTok food trends that featured a kitchen torch as well. Um, a kitchen torch. Oh, yeah. The blowtorch. Yep. yep the whole um, blowtorch that you can use to like brulee or flambe or food mm-hmm. um because i got i went down this rabbit hole of um what's huge on tiktok right now is cottage cheese recipes i'm listening i am a fan of cottage cheese um large curd ideally cottage cheese in its best form of course is sitting where alice sitting where is sitting in a salad bar and has been there for hours. So it's kind of warm and milky and large curd. That's correct. As a matter of fact, a big reason we now have a big pot of chives outside is because of cottage cheese. Kindly continue. So, um... Do you find me exhausting? <laughs> no. No, you do that's... seem highly caffeinated this morning. But um, that's okay. So... I am. Um, Cold coffee from yesterday. It's delicious. This is my last hit of it right here. Um, so anyway, so TikTok has gotten way into cottage cheese, and it's all about these new cottage cheese recipes. There's a few things that they're doing that I think um, I'm not sure about, mm-hmm. but one of the biggest things that they're doing is they are um, they're putting the cottage cheese in a blender to make it smooth. So that they can incorporate it into other recipes. So they can make healthier versions of stuff, right? So, like, if you want to make a ranch dip, instead of doing it with something that has a bunch of, like, canola oil in it, like mayo, you're taking your cottage cheese, which is your just straight up, like, protein and fat dairy thing, and you're blending that or whipping it, whipped cottage cheese, basically. No problem with that. Actually, I I think it it would be probably the consistency of, um, probably the consistency Mm -hmm. of, um, a ricotta cheese. Ricotta cheese. So ricotta cheese, people have been I think that's delicious. And I want to stop here because I want to add some notes to this as we move through this voyage, Alice. I do think that it could be a nice thickener, too, to things that have cheese, like mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Really nice. So, so far, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm glad that you've recovered this show <laughs> from your foray into s'mores. And uh, I yield the floor. So, um, the blended cottage cheese, and then there's a lot of things that people do with it from there, right? So, mm-hmm. once you blend it, like I said, you can make dips. There's recipes mm. for queso dips. Made out of blended cottage okay. cheese. Totally, totally makes sense. 
Yeah, and they're featuring it as like a healthy thing to do because the cottage cheese is all high protein and and if you don't buy low fat, then it's high fat. So, you know, then you have this yummy stuff. They're spreading it on toast with various toppings. Obviously a winner. Obviously. So, and this is where the the kitchen torch came in was because they're putting it on toast with sugar or cinnamon sugar mm-hmm. and then air frying or blow torching it to make it like to give it sort of a fluffy sweet crusty thing mm, which I'm didn't off, sound like you but a lot of people don't are into like, that i also think that 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 you know in the store you can find cottage cheese that's got pineapple in it i think that should be illegal you know get fruit out of cottage you don't cheese. want it sweet but no so but people have been doing it in like quote healthy ice cream recipes and stuff too you take your blended cottage cheese and you like sweeten it and add berries or whatever. I get skeeved out by it going the sweet avenue, but I'll just but you, leave that comment But there. you'll eat like a cannoli that has ricotta in it, right? Yeah, but that's... A, yeah, I guess so. I but they, I'm sorry, the Italians thread the needle on that one. It's A cannoli is... It's also got egg in it. It... it, it mm, cannoli yeah, so. is... A good cannoli, which usually a good cannoli should weigh more than a grenade is a work of perfection. Um, so, but I have seen people doing it in lasagnas as well, which to yes, me though, like, yes. I don't necessarily know why you need to do that because ricotta is already yeah. great, kind of. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't see some huge benefit to subbing ricotta with cottage, blended cottage cheese. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't scoff at it. I, I'll, I'll take it. I do think ricotta is highly underutilized. I mean, you could use ricotta in everything. Right? It's, Love ricotta. It just, it, it, am I missing it? It's just simply milk fat, right? It's just, I mean... It, I mean, yeah, it's a nice, fatty, neutral cheese, yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. It's great. I mean, and I use ricotta in my Serbian pita that I make. Which is a winner. That's, oh, so, oh, we should have made some for the road. ricotta, egg, and feta. Yeah. Mashed together and then in layers of phyllo dough, basically. Always wonder. Spanakopita minus spinach. Um, there's also, when you put it on toast, you can do other things on it as well. One that I was intrigued by is people who chopped up cucumbers really finely with garlic and lemon and olive oil and dill. So uh, they've made like a chopped cucumber salsa almost. And now it's on the cottage cheese. Alice, can I ask you a question, please? Yes. Respectfully. Yes. Why wouldn't we sub out uh, onion or um, or what are those called? Those long onions, the green onions, whatever the scallions. scallions. Why wouldn't we sub out that and get rid of the cucumber? Take a hike, dude. Because that's already that sounds like it's going in a great direction, garlicky, etc. I think it seems to me that the 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 turn to cucumber is making a more of a play at uh, tzatziki. That's true, and it does say dill in it too. Right, so right, could, right. But now you've got, eh. but you can take the and you sort of top it almost like a bruschetta kind of thing, but you do it with your blended cottage cheese that you've spread onto the bread as well. So delicious. Yeah, I mean it's a winner. Anytime you're doing that, I mean I think it's. Anytime you're taking a yummy, full-fat dairy product, like, it's a winner. Once can, again, can I, I don't you? always see the point of the cottage cheese in particular. Like, there's also Greek yogurts out there, and like you said, ricotta. I, I love, I think cottage cheese is delicious. It's delicious. It's a kind of different experience. You can, and Stokey from Muskogee, as a matter of fact, who we mentioned the last, my, my friend. Right. For my, my brother and I invented the smothering cottage cheese with ground pepper. 
and black pepper. You know, and mm-hmm. it's just delicious. I, it's just a wonderful thing. I hope that, that this trend really results in an uptick in cottage cheese sales mm-hmm. um, because I think that they need it. Um, here's one I'm not sure about, which is adding cottage cheese to your morning eggs, your scrambled eggs. No problem. But I just don't know why you need it. Like, well, it could be, you know, because if you make eggs creamy, you know, the idea is to make them creamier. And yeah, that can be a winner. You know, I, I do make cheesy eggs. I don't know if you love my eggs, as a matter of fact. Do you love my, my cheesy eggs? No. Well... Although I have put a lot of time in into making great eggs, and so I kind of like my... I've gotten used to how I do it. Yes, I like how okay. I do my own eggs, sort of. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But I, but I, but I, there is something to be said for a, a, a scrambled eggs that are really m- more... They're m- that is more of a... What would you call it? A, a, a scrambled eggs so creamy and so cheesy that it's it's now a new product. I don't right. Well, I don't know what I would call it, but it a cream. Well, it's probably people at Johnson and Wales would know that it's called. But something. then you're veering into the territory of like the pita that I make, where you have yeah, but without the bread. Yeah, without the bread aspect, it's just the pita filling, which is uh-huh. also great, by the way. All filling. We should do a whole show on fillings. Yeah, fillings are important. Um, so here's the big TikTok trend that I think is probably the most controversial. And this is like a diet tip that people have, apparently, um, and has gotten a lot of attention. But um, the the big diet tip that all the skinny girls are eating this summer, I guess, is raw vegetables. And they're scooping up with it cottage cheese mixed with mustard. Uh, sounds like something you would eat at this point. Uh, pregnant so people. you can blend your cottage cheese if you want it nice and smooth, or you can have it oh, with your. Curds oh, you said vegetables, you like. not fruit. Yeah. Oh, oh. Hmm. So Interesting. You, so this is your dip: is your cottage cheese and mustard. Hmm. And everybody's swearing by it because. Let's try it. Yeah. So what is it? What is it? It's cottage cheese, mustard. Is this cottage, cottage cheese and mustard? That's it. That's it. It, it, it that it's not blended. You can blend it if you want it smooth, but you don't have to. I'm going to grab some cottage cheese for for the road. And you're going to eat it with mustard. And you can dip your celery sticks in it or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but then there's a bunch of people putting it in desserts, obviously, as well. But there's there's a bunch of debate about the cottage cheese and mustard trend. Because, you know, it's a... I feel like cottage cheese decades ago had a moment as a diet food. And then it kind of like yes, went it away. Did. The cottage cheese on a grapefruit uh, or in cantaloupe was a thing for a while. Yeah, it did. It was very 1980s, I think, and even 90s. Yes, it did. Um, but TikTok's bringing it back. Well, that's good. I'm glad. So, yeah, there's some TikToker who's claimed to have lost all this weight this summer eating only sausages, raw vegetables, and cottage cheese with mustard. You can see that. You can see that. I, I think I, mean, I told you. I don't see how you could not lose weight if that's summer all you're eating. Summer of 1999, I went on an all-chili diet, including eating out, just eating chili, and I lost weight. Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like... Confuse your body enough, it's like, I guess... <laughs> I kind of feel like anytime you restrict your diet enough to like only certain foods, you're going to have to lose weight because you just can't consume that many calories without variety. Like you can't eat that much of the same thing. So you naturally limit your calorie intake. Alice, I want to talk about my calorie intake when it comes to something called a food haul. Okay. Uh, 
Um, benefits for vendors and managers talk pros cons of food hall business model. Vendors and managers are uh, and industry experts weigh in on the benefits of the food hall business model. When deciding to open a food hall, restaurant owners must place the two on a scale and see which one way when restaurant owners must place the two on a scale. Oh, this is a food hall, H-A-L-L. I thought this was a hall as in like a rotten section hall. Right. So uh, they provide a wide variety of menu choices, making it easy for consumers to try new things and cater to diverse preferences. So I don't know, like... Like, what is a food hall even? The food hall revolution has captured the attention of both restaurant consumers and developers. Consumers are drawn to food halls due to abundance of menu choices. It's like a... Like a cafeteria for grown-ups? Yes, but nicer. You know that place at Haymarket in Boston? So it's like like a food court, but like there'll be a sushi station and uh, a raw bar, that kind of thing. It's more upscale. Oh, okay. So it's that place at Haymarket. What's that place called? Or the Fooditorium or the, the Italian... Italy? Italy, yeah, kind of like that. Food courts and hall industry in the United States have alone is valued at $4.4 billion. Over the past uh, five... Okay, consumers are drawn to food halls due to the abundance of menu choices they offer, while developers see them as a way to mitigate investment vol- vol- volatility by licensing space to multiple food service entities under one roof. In the past five years, the number of food halls has increased drastically, with nearly 400 currently in operation. According to real estate service, another 145 food halls are currently under development. Uh, what is a food hall? Food halls are venues composed of multiple local food and beverage vendors that mainly serve food by counter service for customers to consume in common seating areas. In, cra- in contrast to food courts, which contain national chain restaurants or contract food services, most food halls feature locally owned entrepreneurial vendors who offer food that is crafted within the facility or in a commissary kitchen and is often sourced locally. I think this is, I get a little bit of a doth protest too much vibe from the explanation of how it's different from a food court. I kind of feel that it is a food court. And you can tell me that it's local vendors instead of national ones, but like food courts obviously sometimes have local places in them too. Sometimes, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not... I I see that as a little bit of a made-up distinction to make the food hall sound somehow fancier or different than a food court, because it sure sounds well, a but lot a food, like a food court to me. Right, but a food hall... I mean, this is these are local places. These aren't chains. These are fresh mm-hmm. things. Well, in a lot of food courts, to me, the bigger difference, it sounds like, is that a food court is generally in a mall. Yes. And malls are dead. Right. So, if you can take just the food court and put it outside the mall then that seems like it would probably do better right and this is also offers uh an experience so for instance the one that's at haymarket in boston has like a you know wood carvings in one part of the place and Mm -hmm. you know uh, selling little trinkets but not like boston baked beans uh souvenirs and lobster hats not that stuff but unique um, craft stores, et cetera. Right. And they sell, there's like raw fish and uh, chowder plate. So it is, it's certainly more expensive. You know, I, I have, it's not Orange Julius, which I have a soft spot, spot for, but it is, and then once again, this comes to everybody in the world seems to have all this money these days. I don't see how this happens. <laughs> seriously. Like I, I seriously pine for the dollar menu, but people now go 
to Panera and spend $28 for lunch. I'm like, how the hell is this happening? That Everybody has $28 for every meal. But apparently they do. But I, I, I was at one of these things a few months ago. I, do, I bought some... I was on, I, I was on a... I was doing a week of 180 weight loss. So I had bought essentially a square of raw fish, which I never ate for my... Pu- it's an interesting day. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, so I like these. They're for beautiful people. Um, I think it's probably a place where you would probably maybe even date now if you're a young person. I could see that. Because it's, yeah, because it's kind of low pressure. Yeah, low pressure altogether. And there can be some delicious food in them. Obviously, for me, I, I would be worried that. There's a herd mentality thing that I just don't, I, I don't, I can't, I, I, I have a personal disdain for everybody getting into the same thing at, at the same exact time. Oh, you have to have the, like, behind the Parker house and then 20 years ago, a Cuban sandwich place opened up and everybody, oh, you had to go to the Cuban sandwich place. It was mm-hmm. so good. Oh my goodness. And they would go to lunch and I would see the Cuban sandwich place in the line. The line would be 140 people deep. I thought, what is this? How good? What's going to happen when you have that sandwich? But no, you just had to. When everybody has to do the same thing at the same time, they get a little worried. So there and there are a lot of joiners and kind of sheep that go to these places. I don't, I mean, if I see, and I know that these jackets are out of vogue now, so I won't mention it, but if I see 60, 28-year-old women in uh, Canada Goose jackets all waiting for a food item, my belief is that that food item is highly overrated, highly overpriced, and is an utter waste of time. I don't trust these people and these conformists who all dress the same and look the same and eat the same mediocre thing because a lot of them don't know how to have proper food joy and are eating something that they say is delicious, but it's really something delicious if you've uh, if you're scared to death of gaining an eighth of a pound. And so it's made of flaxseed, and it's probably just okay. So I am saying a thumbs down to food halls, unless they want to invite the All You Can Eat podcast to the food hall, in which case I will guarantee you a thumbs up. And uh, I'm open to the food hall, but I agree with you that there's um, that like when things get a rap for being like healthy, mm-hmm. that it can um, it can definitely lead to some weird weird behavior especially among women for whatever reason which brings me to cosmopolitan has an article now about why girl dinner is problematic so we've talked about girl dinner several times on this show but apparently girl dinner is contributing to diet culture Uh uh-oh because some of the people sharing girl dinners it doesn't seem like enough to be a proper meal one TikTok creator shared a video depicting a bowl of ice, captioning it, girl dinner. <laughs> the comment section applauded her. Another video showed a plate accommodating two boiled eggs, one cut up strawberry, and a single string cheese. Mm. That said, Alice, women do take incredibly painful measures to stay and get thin. Um. So anyway, so Cosmopolitan feels that... Uh, the pervasiveness of diet culture is fueled by social media and industries that profit from insecurities about body image, such as weight loss. Fitness. I also think women just sometimes like eating little picky foods. Yes. I don't think it's necessarily a diet culture thing, although a bowl of ice might be. <laughs> yeah. Although some people really like chewing ice. Remember we talked about that, the like hospital ice, the nugget ice? 
yes. that place is, that people love to eat because it has all the air in it, and apparently it's really satisfying to chew it. So. Yeah, we had a friend, who, Stokey from Muskoki, third <laughs> mention, who had bought like a $1,000 ice machine to make nugget ice. Um. So anyway, so, you know, you just have to wait until the trend becomes problematic, and then, you know, <laughs> then it circles back to being uncool, I guess. Um. So, anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is our garden. Yes. Because our garden's going great. We've been eating basil out of it, which is Yes, delicious. I gotta bring some on the road, yes. Um, should, I just, should I tear off whole leaves? Yeah, take whole leaves. Okay. But just not so much that you kill the plant. Okay. But like, I, well, that's a, puts a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> okay. Hopefully you can figure it out. Um, but... You know, you've been asking, like, what else you can plant out there. And it's a little late in the season now, mm -hmm. especially for, like, a lot of things that have a very long growing season. But I was looking up stuff that you can still plant in the fall because they either are cooler season crop or because they can what's called overwinter. Have you heard of this? No. Stuff that could go all year round, you mean? Well, you plant it in the fall, and then you harvest it in the spring. Okay. So famously, garlic is an overwintering Ooh. crop. So if you want to get into planting garlic, you do you plant your garlic now, and you harvest your garlic in the spring. Onions also do really well over winter. Ooh. So things like that, people say, are great to do as like a fall crop and then overwinter them. But there's a number of things. Although like, onions are dirty. You got to clean those, right? Ugh. Well, yeah, but you peel off the outside layers anyway, right? Yeah. So there's various um, crops that people say you can overwinter too. So, um, like I said, garden. Hey, should we bring up some of this... Um... What's the green stuff we have? Um, collard greens. Collard greens. Should we bring some of that up? We can bring some collard greens. We can probably harvest some of the smaller ones and let the bigger ones keep growing, like thin them out. So, and then you can, you know, eat the smaller ones now, the ones that you thin out. So, but onions and garlic, famously, a lot of people overwinter. Um, this one I hadn't heard of because I know they have a super long growing season, but I read online that you can overwinter Brussels sprouts, which I'm kind of intrigued by. You like Brussels sprouts, correct? Um, yes. And that they can do well even in frost. Lots of like lettuce and kale people plant in the fall. Leeks. Ooh, leeks are the fall. huge scallions, right? Yeah, the big fat ones. Um, and some people say that planting carrots in the fall and overwintering them apparently it like makes plants these like root crops sweeter if you overwinter them. Parsnips, you're into parsnips. Else you spinach. I've got a script from Awaken One of the Weight Loss for you to read today. Okay, good. Um, certainly. And then also you can plant now anything that has a shortish growing season. So like radishes have a... Parsnips we love. Yeah, that's Radishes are dirty. 
But radishes are really good. They're and, good. And beets are also, people say, to plant beets. I still have to scrub my vegetables. I have come around on beets, I'll tell you lots that. Of gr- lots of the vegetables to plant later in the season that will be mm. okay through more wintry weather. So are... what do we do? Do we like turn over the whole garden? Do we like Because r- there's going to be root systems in there from what we have now, right? I mean, some of it, but like tomatoes, for example, die in the winter. Okay, but the, but I'm saying there's still tomato plant roots, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, when you're done with the plant, then... Shouldn't we be eating tomatoes? It's almost September. Yours are still green. I don't know why. I don't know why either. So anyway, um, but yeah, so there's... We probably planted them kind of late, you know? Really? That's probably what it is. Yeah. I thought I was... You should plant ago. them... Well, but you should... In theory, if you're not a procrastinator like us, then you did do it months ago. But what you do is you grow them inside until they're moderately sized in a little pot in the cold. And then the second that you're past the danger of there being another frost outside, you plant them outside. Do I? Um, do we eat those collard greens that have the holes in them? Yeah, you can eat them with the holes in them. Really? Yeah, you're just sharing with the little Can you come out and pick them with me? Because I, I don't know how to pick them. Sure. Okay, thank you. Sure, I'll help you pick them. But then, yeah, then so like lots of green leafy things, lots of root vegetables, and then things that will overwinter, like our onions and garlic. That's where we should be more focused right now. And then if we're better prepared next spring and start earlier, then do more of these like tomatoes and things because they do have a very long, you measure the time that it takes to harvest from the time that you put it in the ground outside right so if that's a long if that's a long season or generally like what it says on the seed packet it'll say like essentially the time from when you see the plant come up out of the ground to when you have the food yes is like a fixed amount of time so if you live in an area where like we do where you have a shorter growing season that's why people start like tomatoes in pots inside gotcha so, and then as soon as you're past the danger of frost, but we didn't plant ours till like June or something, right. you know? So that's why that's my gardening tips for late summer, early fall. We have and a voicemail message, Alice. We have a voicemail message. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tom. Yes. The only ragu that should ever get respect is Carmine, the big ragu, Ragusa from <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> I liked him. I liked him. Ragu tomato sauce well there's also ragu that's the inner bone ragu thing that you can get at steakhouses which is delicious he's going to attack a ragu here we go ragu tomato sauce is filth and this is coming from now, an hold italian on. hold on who grew up hold on i now hold on okay his okay. mother and his grandmother growing tomatoes and jarring the sauce from scratch we used to have over a hundred bottles in my basement at all times and i can tell you rayo's is the closest to authentic tomato sauce that's out there is it pronounced rayo's prego and all the other sauces is just rubbish okay now let i believe i posited First of all, I, I agree. I have never met an Italian who has any respect for ragu whatsoever. I would almost never even dare to bring it up because that's <laughs> the candy. Ragu is the Pringles of the chip world. It is rubbish. I agree. But it's delicious. 
I understand it's candy. It's 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 made of uh, like um, God knows what chemical. I don't know what's in it. I know it's a sugar product. It's probably like it's probably it, high fructose. It's corn probably syrup. made of like uh, Jolly Ranchers or something. I don't know, but it's delicious rubbish. Everything in America is made of high fructose corn syrup there's because a place of our in the agricultural subsidy. There's a place in the world for delicious rubbish. And kids like it, which is half the battle right there. So I'm sorry. I think ragu is delicious. I realize it's rubbish. But it's delicious rubbish. Now, I know it can't... Can, it, it, the stuff that you make at home... And I've made my own spaghetti sauce it, it, as well. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. I know... I don't. I, I I apologize to all the Italian women out there and mothers, and all the. I, I apologize to the Italian community if I offended anybody. I'm going to put the work in. Um, I am not even. How about this? I will even say that I will no longer even categorize ragu as spaghetti sauce. I'm, I'll call it its own thing because it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't deserve to be even listed among those beautiful sauces. It's just that it's easy and delicious. I know. This is very offensive to a lot of Italian people to hear. And I don't want to do that because there, there are no better, uh, you know, purveyors of beautiful food in, on the earth, I believe, than the Italian people. They have done wonderful things for my palate in my tummy. <laughs> and I, 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 pri- I prize them and adore them. So if you want to reclassify them, we can reclassify. I've got no problem with that. I've but got- you're not going to stop buying it. Uh, well, I mean, like I didn't buy it today. I actually, I don't want to get in trouble again uh, because I'm because we're going to be on the road, and I just bought the crappy stuff in the can. This wasn't even like this is. I don't want to get in any more trouble that I'm already in. I, I, my wholehearted apology. I'm getting better. I'm putting the work in. I'm going to be a better human. Okay, just uh, give me a little bit of time, and I will do the right thing. We also like could We got to talk pesto at some one of these points, Alice. Mm. We definitely got to get a BJ's thing so we can get that. Uh, Pesto. Brand. Is that BJ's or Costco? Costco, whatever it is. I hate nostalgia because I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia. I still think about you. It's been so long, I'm so lame. I hate nostalgia. Hope you hate it too. Hope you wonder what am I doing and who I'm pursuing. I hope you think I lead. Really exotic life the way I think about you You probably have a wife of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends out in your backyard And sometimes think about me